Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have you all got your headphones on? Yes, yes, definitely. Well, check this out. I'm Gary Lineker, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an evening with Gary Lineker. I mean, the football ramble. Uh, James or Jim is here. I am. Pete is here. Hello. And Lukey is here. Hi. Gentlemen, um, and this is a question from Toninho, uh, an email that came in. Who is your favourite unsung hero? Who, who are you looking at first, Marcus? Have you got any preference? Shall I go first? Go on, you then. go first. Um, uh, Peter Beardsley for England. Oh, yeah. Mm, good. Because... Um, our man who uh, introduced the show there, Gary Lineker, would often take the uh, plaudits, and rightfully so, he scored a lot of goals, but Beards- without Beardsley, the assists that he provided... Beardsley was very industrious, mm. and I, I think it does depend on how you bracket someone as an unsung hero, because you're very unlikely to forget who Beardsley is or forget his role in the team, Absolutely. I think. Okay. Um, for me, an unsung hero would arguably be someone like Dunga. Dunga well, okay. would go about think... his business in front of the back four and just let other players play. Yeah, that's a good yeah, shout. Yeah, but I think Dunga, Didier Deschamps, players like that are renowned for doing that. You know, so that it always becomes role. full it's, circle. It's, yeah, it's a tough. Okay. It's actually a strangely tough question. I mean, well, at, well, at, I was... at the top level of football, it's difficult to be full stop. Unsung. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Cloud Makélélé is always noted as being underrated. He's, he's the most rated, underrated, underrated player <laughs> in the history of football. <laughs> Tim right. Well, well, Tanina, the guy who uh, emailed in, um, he's said Dennis Bur- uh, Dennis Irwin, sorry, Dennis Bergkamp's hardly an unsung <laughs> hero. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Irwin. Irwin. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad shout. Yeah. I, mean, that, I would, I would accept. Yeah, that. But, you, but, uh, but from what you're saying, that you do remember Dennis Irwin. You see, from my point of view, is when England would would win back in the day, it would often be oh, Lineker scored a hat trick. Yeah, Lineker, Lineker, Lineker. And they forget that the vital contribution that, that Beardsley brought to the team. Yeah, no, That's actually, the kind of angle that I'm coming at it with. I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to remember who Dennis Irwin is. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is, when people put it this way, if you're listing the sort of team that won, um, I don't know, the double for United in '93 or whatever yeah, it is, '94, yeah. um, and you had to list the eleven, the eleven, the first eleven, then you may forget Irwin. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You may forget, I don't know, someone like Henning Berg right, a Johnson. bit later on, or Ronnie Johnson. Yeah, that, that's for me. That's what an unsung hero is. Okay, and and. I know I take Jimbo's point about the sort of underrated rated player, but Dunga mm. for me would be the very embodiment of. Oh, no, I think ball. I think yeah. Dunga's a, a good one, an unsung hero. You could win the points with that, depending on what the other boys say. Okay, uh, well, I am I th- again. I don't know if this one counts, but I think you got to look at the context in the defence. This man was playing in. 
I think, considering the sort of giant he was playing alongside and the giant he was in front of, that Steve Bold deserves a good shout. <laughs> Steve Bold was a, a massive player. He He's was a forgotten immense. man, really. Scored some goals in the, the Cup Winners' Cup, was yeah, it? Well, on yeah, the way to the fantastic defender. He's not been in the, in the public eye quite so much since Perhaps. he's retired. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so. Oh, I think, uh, yes, yeah, Because he was an absolute rock at the back. He didn't get the credit he deserved purely because yeah. Adams was, you know. But that back four is quite heralded, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like like a back six once you put Keown and, (laughs) to a lesser extent, Linnigan in it as well. And the linesman. (laughs) (laughs) Good shout. Thank you. He's the real unsung hero, Peter. Uh, Well, I'm usually criticised for using Newcastle players unduly, but I don't think I've done it for a couple of weeks. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, yeah, I think you've done weeks. it since we last recorded. Yeah, I was going to say, so you are <laughs> correct saying a couple of weeks, actually, yeah. Steve Watson. For, uh, <laughs> he was he was industrious. I'm sorry, he never did anything. Well, no, he did. He played you're every... unsinging him now. Hear him out. Yeah, sorry, sorry. That's sorry. not Steve Watson I played with at Farnborough College of no, Technology, exactly. incidentally. He's, won every, he's on, won every shirt from 2 till 11 in the releg- not the relegation, the uh, promotion season under our really? DLS. Yeah, he wore every single shirt. And he was just Wait, the one game? At the same time, look at this. <laughs> He's a big lad, but no, it was an incredible. He was just such an industrious sort of. He would just fit into any. He just could do a job anywhere, yeah. and he did. He played a lot, a lot of matches um, in every sort of. Uh, he played like behind the striker. He played. Uh, he would get like clubman of the year, like most yeah, improved. He, he, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was. He was just a fantastic sort of player that, that fit yeah. in everywhere, and he, he got a lot, a lot of appearance. Laura, Laura laughs. Laura, Laura laughs. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you the points there, Pete. Oh, that's that that your heartfelt. He's, plea uh, for that I'm going to give it and he probably got his knees and begged for the point <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he you, you've just bowed down to mawkish sentimentality yeah. he's yet to him I was actually going to say Nicky Butt until I realised that Pele actually uh, <laughs> gave him <laughs> player Cursed of the century or whatever <laughs> yeah. so I, I thought no he is quite sung well cheers Toninho yeah Toninho Toninho yeah yeah so it looked like a little Tony yeah Yes, little Tony, yeah. Mm. Uh, Well, let's move straight on to uh, the signings and all the craziness that's been happening in the world of football, which is where we tend to operate. Yeah. Michael Owen's the big one. Mm. Yeah, out of left field, that was. Didn't see that coming. He can't believe his luck, can he? I know. He, do you reckon he was like when he was doing this brochure? He was like, "Make sure Fergie gets this." Honestly, yeah. I don't care who you send it out to. Just make sure Ferguson gets it, and it's obviously worked. Yeah. It, well, I don't know. Ferguson's probably read it on the internet. I'm sure these people are going, "Yeah, yeah, we'll send it to him, Michael. We'll send it to yeah. j- just just stick it in the post of Phil Brown and tell him you sent it to Ferguson, right?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you reckon? I, I'd love to know what um, what the reaction was immediately when the Ferguson rang up. Yeah, well, because he, he rang him up and he said, um, do you want to meet for breakfast tomorrow? And then he told him over breakfast. So Michael Owen must have been thinking, nah. Yeah. Nah. Michael- he must just want breakfast. He's <laughs> surely not going to ask him to play Lowe's for Man thinking, United. If all else fails, we're going to get a free breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lose. I can't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but maybe he's going to think, maybe Owen was thinking, is he going to start asking me about my horses? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was that, that, he may have thought that uh, was the situation was. Because yeah, yeah. he's been out of that game for a while, Alex Ferguson. Yeah. But uh, let's not go there. No. Um, no, I think I think it's a great move. I mean, he has well, taken a big... Do you really? Do you honestly think it's a good, a good sign, do you? No, no, I think it's a great move for Owen. Oh, of course. I think, I think you given know, the just... circumstances, it's a reasonable punt for Man United as well. I think so. They're not paying the they massive really amount. Lose, can they? No transfer fee. I mean, sticking one over on Liverpool, however <laughs> much they deny that's any sort of motivation. Is, Ferguson is, is going to love that if it comes yeah. off. What's... If he scores against them. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the sort of money situation? It's 50 is grand it, a week. Is it 50 grand a week? I thought it was pay as you play. I thought it was less than that with sort of pay as you play. I, I think it's yeah. better to learn about that if he plays and scores here and there and stuff. Yeah, if, if he scores a hat trick every game, <laughs> he then he's on 50 grand a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, bear in mind, I read a really good point about Owen a 
little while ago. He hasn't had a pre-season in yeah. years because of his injuries and this, that, and the other. Well, mainly his in, in well, exclusively his injuries. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's seen you know, the pre-season. Now, well, now he's got some a time, some time to get a decent sort of preparation in. He's only twenty-nine. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No better place for him, is it? I mean, I, mean, I wrote I wrote a piece uh, for Football Three Six Five recently about how I thought Owen was um outdated in terms yeah. of what, what An people, anachronism. Yeah, he is because what people expect from strikers now <laughs> is so much is. more. There's there's not really a place for poachers now. No. So I'm gonna make, be made to look like a massive twat if he scores loads of goals. <laughs> it, I, mean, I think I think what'll happen is and it's been said by other people sort of more learned than me, is that he'll probably become a new sort of soul shire. Mm, I think that's the intention. Yeah, I, I think and you know, if you're fighting a battle and, and trying to win competitions all over the place, Champions yeah. League, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier yeah. League, which United are, then you can never have too many of those sort that's of goal right, getters. That's right. no. I mean, uh, the reason I don't know if whether he's a good goal scorer or not is because simply because, like, like you say, Jimbo, he's not he's not really been injury free for for a while. No, it's, so, such a, it's, four, it's four seasons, isn't it, since he came back from Madrid? And I mean, they have just signed uh, Gabriel Oberten. So st- a lot of people are reacting to that as quite a strange signing because apparently he's really sort of stalled. He looked like he was going to be a very very good player, and yeah. he's just kind of but stood still for a while. But Bordeaux. Are, um, you know they don't seem that sad to see him go I don't know too much mm. about him to be honest I know he's well, on no, Lorient Lo- 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 for a well that's what I was going to say I mean he is another forward as well yeah okay. but I mean they have just one lost, for the future probably well they have just lost Ronaldo and Tevez yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's quite know. interesting that uh, they're obviously not trying to replace Ronaldo with like this one big superstar yeah Ferguson's yeah. very good at sort of mutating Man United to play in different ways oh, and I think absolutely. He's, he's very absolutely. obviously doing they, that again now they, they've absolutely. dealt with losing players as big well, maybe maybe not quite as big as Ronaldo but big players in the past yeah. Yeah, and they've always and they'll adapted. deal with it again yeah, I think so and also don't Paul forget Paul Lintz for example well there's just one example yeah. <laughs> Jordi Cruyff yeah, <laughs> yeah um, have they got over that though mm. I'll tell you uh, Ferguson says the, the, the player that they've missed the most and the biggest mistake he made was letting Jap Stam go yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely but you know they've United obviously recently famously um, changed their transfer policy didn't they so they're going to be signing a lot of young players now they yeah. won't be signing players over a certain age 26 which so. sort of almost rules that Ribery anyway yeah well yeah I, I don't think they're going in for Ribery but it, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens there they're not on, gonna... on paper it's going to be a very tight season if the squad's sort of oh, stays so. as they are I hope so but uh, you say they're not going in for Ribery everyone else is though yeah hasn't he said Real Madrid or nothing I don't know by the time this comes well, out yeah. he could have gone someone to three who said clubs. that he said Real Madrid or nothing probably someone from Real Madrid yeah no, no I'm sure I read a direct quote from him yeah I know but, yeah, but, then, but then, <laughs> still no but yeah. then he came out and said no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And then you hear these. Qu- it's just, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. We don't know. It's all conjecture. Uh, but they've got Benzema, and Real they've Madrid. got Raúl yeah. Albiol from uh, Valencia as well, which mm. is a really good sign. That is a good sign. They're building some side. They are. They and really. If are. They can get the balance right, and Pellegrino can stay on top of it. Mm. It's going to be. It. They're going to be some side this season. So, but yeah. where does your man from um, Valencia play? He's a defender. He's a defender. I was going to say because that. <laughs> Again, they're doing <laughs> yeah. the same old, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's Perez, but, it, it? but it is. Yeah, you're right. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic forward line that they're going to have. I mean, if they okay. can add add Ribery to that as well. I mean, this Gonzalo Higuain. I know I'm always singing his praises, but he's yeah. a really, really good player yeah, as well. Decent. I'm sure Raúl's going to sort of pick himself, yeah. uh, regardless of what <laughs> happens. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they compete with Barcelona because you know, but the beauty of Barcelona is the way they, they gel and the way their yeah. players rotate yeah. and they let the ball do the work it's not and there's a team such of superstars is it no, it's even though it's got superstars in this yeah, team yeah, yeah. they're very much a team Absolutely. of aesthetic yes. you know? but I mean as we've said before Kaká and Ronaldo are both players you build a team around That's but right. now that they're both in there it's going to be interesting to see what Madrid do obviously Pellegrini knows what he's doing so it's, it's going to be potentially phenomenal I, just, right I, there. I, w- I would love it though when the teams in the El Clasico and Barca well, just hammer them again yeah. that would oh, be oh, oh, imagine <laughs> it but the thing is, is it really does um, sort of start to look like what we were talking about a while ago which was 
is it a genuine power shift from English football's dominance into Spain? Yeah. Yeah. You would be surprised. I mean, we're presuming a lot of things. We're presuming that it all goes well. And, and as we all know, it has gone wrong with Real Madrid before. If they get it right, it's not... It's not it could be yeah. a Barcelona-Real Madrid Champions League final. I think the thing with sort of the English dominance at the moment is that it's four teams. I mean, Arsenal even managed mm. to get to the semi-final, whereas in Spain, it's always going to be Barcelona-Real Madrid. You've got anyway, to look at those sort of other yeah. teams going for the sort of third and fourth spot to see if it will shift like that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see it a little bit more balanced. But something else I was going to say about Real Madrid is you've got to look at the players there sort of looking to offload. There's like Wesley Schneider in there, like yeah. Rafael van der Vaart, Mohamedou Diara. Okay. He's phenomenal. Hunter he's Hunter he's exactly... Well. All the Dutch players, basically, and Diara. Yeah. Yeah. So Diara is exactly what Arsenal need and why that link hasn't been made I don't know I know he's been injured but it, he's just exactly what they need apparently they're willing to let him go hmm. buy him yeah yeah exactly well maybe Manchester City will yeah why not because uh, Gary Cook's trying to get his hands on Samuel Leto. Who's who's have Man City actually signed anyone at all They've signed Rocket Santa Cruz that's gone yeah, through yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, and they're after I, I, I heard Bellamy's on his way yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, He's yeah. always on his way. Yeah. Who's he pissed off now? Yeah, exactly. Himself. Um, <laughs> and, and Chelsea have signed Yuri Zhirkov as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's a, a lot of money. Great I know he's a good player, but it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. I think transfer fees and the size of them are becoming less and less sort of relevant because they've been just sort of bent out of all kinds of recognisable shape by Real Madrid this summer. I mean, Alonso, uh, sorry, Benitez is talking about 45 million for Xabi Alonso. I mean, obviously that's to scare off players. It's supply and demand, isn't it? If they want them that much and they've got the money, we've seen that happen before, haven't we? Yeah, I know, but every time that happens, it inflates the market a little bit more. I think you're right, James. I think the fact is they've paid 80 million, around 80 million pounds for one player, around 56 million for another. Benitez is like, well, you're not going to get my man for 20 million pounds no, absolutely yeah. yeah Glenn Johnson has gone for 17 million pounds and no disrespect for the, to the uh, toilet uh, seat stealing twat but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's, he's a good player though. he's a good player he's a good player but 17 million pounds he's I not mean, worth that much no, money but, but it's that's, a simple as you know that's how the, how inflated the transfer market has got now I, I, I just think I think you boys are, are, if, if you're thinking about it that way you're absolutely right and obviously it's silly money and it has been for a very long time but if, if Benitez will argue if that's the only player he needs and they win the Premier League next season mm. for the first time in 20 years or whatever it is then it's worth every penny isn't it yeah it's about speculating I, 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 what you're going to get I in return. I see, what you, mean. I see you know. what you mean. I see what you mean. But yeah, but it's a dangerous game, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, I would argue that, that Glenn Johnson is the be- was the best right back in the Premier League last season. So if that's the best league in the world, and he's arguably the best right back in the best league in the world for whatever they say or whatever they think, then he's got to be worth that. That's that's just that's just a devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess that's the, the sort of logic. But we've had it so many times. Point of view. Well, with Liverpool, we've had it so many times, or we just yeah. need one or two more players. You know? yeah. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Mm. It would be interesting because I mean, they 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 were very good last season. Liverpool. It'd be interesting to see if they can sort of stick amongst it. I mean, they, they, t- they took it to the f- pretty much arguably the f- last two weekends of the season, yeah. which is great. Absolutely. I don't think Manchester City are going to get John Terry though. No, even if they do offer him, wow, you know, royalty. I tell you what, I, I'm not sure if I completely agree with that. Really? Genuinely. They've not said out, they've not, recently, this week, they've not um, come out and denied... Well, there's apparently reports that John Terry's pissed off about that, isn't there? I don't know if you've read those two, but apparently he's upset that no-one's been on the phone to him, but, you know, it's all... Well, I've heard that John Terry is seriously... Stupid. Oh, yeah, no, I can confirm that. Oh, he's dad (laughs) dad of the year. (laughs) Yeah. All right? It wouldn't be my choice in the month of Sundays, but he got it. Yeah. 
That's the biggest yeah. thing all these ever See, my dad is an organiser. And I know my dad pisses in a toilet. <laughs> I'm going to put my dad, Ooh, Ian la. Campbell, above John Terry's Only one of those is true, by the way. Only one of those is true. <laughs> yeah. um, I was about to say, I wouldn't have nominated for Dad of the Year because I know why he shouldn't have won it, but I wasn't going to be. You've gone and said, so well done, James. <laughs> I, I don't th- I'm not saying it's going to go. I'm not saying, oh, you've heard it first because I genuinely don't know, but all I'm saying is I, I wouldn't be fallen over in shock if he moved. That's what I'm saying. Because he's not come out straight away and said anything. But and is this because of the money? This is It's because of the money and because he's looking probably for his last big contract uh, and it's the only chance he's going to get to get any sort of move if, if he ever wanted it. And it's not been categorical. I mean, Chelsea sort of didn't say anything for a while but then they said something. Yeah. And to me, the silence from Terry, and I know he's on holiday or whatever, the silence from him sort of made me think, I don't know, maybe. I mean, this summer we've seen so many crazy transfers happen that it, would, it wouldn't even be that weird mm. now. I don't think it'd happen this summer though. I think Christmas maybe. Really mess it all up. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> dear, oh dear. Paul Lintz has gone back to MK Dons. Mm, That's yeah. where he's gone. Was his towel between his legs? Can we confirm that? Well, no, not? he said he's got nothing to prove. Um, <laughs> so, the, I love you know, you've got to respect the self-titled uh, governor, haven't you? Exactly. Oh, dear. I've got just... nothing to prove but my brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The old piece of paper with shoot written on it. I've <laughs> <laughs> brought it, don't worry lads, I've brought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oi, sit down boys, half time, sit down. You're going to like this. <laughs> this is Everyone Premier League quality. Everyone listen, <laughs> Everyone, oh, be quiet, stop talking, listen. Fucking shoot! Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Guys, was. guys, guys. Go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone back there, so MK Dons must be over the moon. Uh, to be fair, he did a good job at yeah. MK Dons, it has to be said. He didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't fare so well with Blackburn. And Di Matteo, who was, and yeah, Di- has gone to West Brom. He has gone Which to is West cracking, Brom. because he's gone about it the right so. way. Yeah, he has gone at the right yeah. way. West and Brom I'm glad West Brom, West Brom, well, I think Di Matteo will do well. He's, he's, he's shown that he's decent so far, and I'm pleased they've got someone who's potentially decent. I keep saying decent, sorry. I'm pleased to see they've got someone potentially good to take over from Tony Mowbray. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think it was, a, it was a shame for them, him going to Celtic. You, but do, you do get Understandable. These, of course, yeah, I was going to say, you do get yeah. these things where it's a shame, but a lot of the time it's but nice to it. see. Clubs do say, well, you know, I can't really stand in their way. They, yeah. Yeah. they want to go and do something. Well, he, he used to play for Celtic. And he's not it's a massive get, club, Champions yeah. League football. You can't blame him. What them other Champions League football club is he ever going to, uh, with respect to him at the moment, is he going to be able to manage? There's exactly, probably not, exactly. not many. Yeah, exactly. Well, not any, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's like you say. It's good to see when sort of managers do do sort of start off lower down, even if it is just the championship, which is you know obviously only one division down. But you know, I, th- I think Alan Shearer deserves praise for uh, for that. He <laughs> 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 deserves praise. <laughs> we all agree on that. Hang on, Pete's saying something. Oh, sorry, Pete. I think we're there. He's holding out, isn't he? I think. I think it would be stupid to come back now when it's all up in the air and there's no guarantees. He needs. Yeah. The, he needs a bit of money behind him. Do you know what I think it's of... like, Pete? I think it's in like in a Bond film when James Bond's trying to think about how he can get out of a hopeless situation. <laughs> I think goes, it's more like a bit more time. How am I going to get out of this? I think it's more like Carry On Football. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Every time he walks into a room, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird. What's going on at Newcastle? It's just the players are talking about leaving. Yeah, they're handing transfer requests. Let's say Shearer's unveiled. There's been like um, mute mutinies before. It's, um, I think that in the 80s there was a big player mutiny, and it was like th- through like really journeyman midfielders having a pop. Presumably, it's not the same players now. It's Stephen Taylor, I think, is upset. And the song was it? He no, wasn't I, even I think around. He's move anywhere, to be honest, because he, he's been excellent all season. Um, Might be lazy, saying Joey Barton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does he care enough about anything? That's no. Joe Barton probably hasn't even turned up oh, for pre-season yeah. to worry about that. I, I think he even uh, knows they've gone down. That's <laughs> a guy, yeah. guy knows a Newcastle season um, ticket holder up there. He works in one of the local gyms where often the players 
uh, come in and use all the equipment. And it was they were doing pre-season and. Um, they were doing some training thing in there, and uh, they were all in. The, uh, they were all in the pool and um, doing lengths and one thing and another. And he was in the jacuzzi, my mate. And Joey Barton got out the pool where they were all swimming, going up and down, and just popped in the jacuzzi. And he kind of looked at him, was like, "Shouldn't you be there with all the others?" And he was just like, "No, nah, I can't be bothered." As soon as Caldwell and some of the other training staff turned up. Joe Barton immediately popped out straight to jacuzzi, banged straight in the swimming pool and started doing lengths and stuff. God, that's exactly like, how I imagine nice well. school boys. Yeah, but surely when they walked in, they'd say, hang on, Joey Barton's obviously cold. Yeah. He's just come out of the jacuzzi and into the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Stabbing out on, on swimmers in the fast lane as he goes by. He's drowning a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's coming out with a bag full of old kittens, un- unwanted like Christmas pets, <laughs> just drowning them in the pool for a fiver. God, he's found a family of dodos. Oh, he's stamping on them. <laughs> Did you see Ronaldo being unveiled at Real Madrid? Mental. That was How quite something. It's like a bloody U2 concert, God, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, <laughs> Stage. Incredible. Do you think that's what he's been promised before every game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we'll do before every game, we'll put that catwalk up, you can walk up and down. It was, I've never <laughs> seen... Don't even have to play if you want. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. So, we'll see what happened at the end. Well, go on. The pitch invasion. I never saw it, I heard about it. It's ridiculous. Just, I mean, it was real chaos. One guy got up to Ronaldo and he hugged him and he looked delighted and stuff like that, but it <laughs> quickly <laughs> turned violent. It was just... <laughs> it just in terms, in terms of the security, just oh, trying to control people. So you meant the guy was hugging him and going, yeah. well, actually, you Ronaldo are a dislikable character. But I'm not being funny, even, even if I was... If Pompey signed... <laughs> Uh, you can't compare. Well, I'm just saying, why are people reacting like that? All right, okay. I mean, I'm not saying we're as big a club as Real Madrid, but if Pompey signed, you know, one of my favourite players of all time, um, I wouldn't be running onto the pitch and, like, do you know what I mean? It, which wouldn't happen. TZA, TZA. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious. Um, Still good, yet? though. Still I, good. I don't, I, don't like, um, I don't like the fact <laughs> that he's wearing number nine. No, he's CR7 to me. Yeah, uh, he's been saying that he, he's very, he's obsessed with the referees. Uh, he's sort of saying they're very soft. They're very soft in Spain. These referees. Oh. Was he sort of cuddling one at the said. time? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he also say that um, he's worth more than eighty million? It's like he's pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been undervalued. Yeah, he is like a real pantomime villain. He's yeah. a massive <laughs> twat, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you heard where his, um, his his debut might be? No, it could be in uh, in a suburb of Dublin. Of course, yes. Because Real Madrid this month are off to play Shamrock Rovers. What, pre- in in a pre- bizarre, well, it's not exactly a La Liga match, is it? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Marcus. Well, you should by now. <laughs> I've set Blatter. He's gone mental again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean he's woken up yeah, yeah. for the day? Real Madrid aren't the biggest team uh, playing there this month. Uh, it's New- Newcastle, Newcastle as well, yeah. Are they? <laughs> yeah. That's an annual thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a league game. Have some of that, come on. Boom! Yes. That's a high five. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, Shamrock, our... Um, are hosting Real Madrid, they've they've got uh, three thousand five hundred is the capacity, but it will be boosted to ten thousand with some temporary uh, temporary seating. Okay. Um, but the Shamrock Rovers chairman um, Jonathan Roche is giving it the big one. I think it's fair. He's to loving say. it. He is. But he, he said that there are a lot of similarities between Real Madrid and Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> if I'm not being arrogant. You are. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you're not being arrogant, you're making things up. <laughs> yeah. Just being completely delusional. Yeah. We're, we're, the letter R is prominent in both of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're both members clubs owned by the fans. <laughs> so an immediate similarity yeah, there, yeah. I think. Both <laughs> your balls on a green pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously they're much bigger, but we're both the biggest club in our respective countries. 
Possibly true. Yes. <laughs> Possibly true. Yeah, I mean, Barcelona, Barcelona might be bigger than Madrid, yeah. but yeah. Shamrock are definitely the biggest club in Ireland. So, if anything, they've got one over Madrid there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're used to playing uh, European teams at the top level. I'd like to question that. Uh, we haven't done it. We haven't done it in twenty years. But this is a <laughs> bit of us getting back up there. Maybe it's big for Real Madrid too. I like this guy, Jonathan. Yeah, I like I him a lot. Funny. Um, a, a sober interview might have been more accurate. <laughs> oh, stereotypes. Yeah. Well, yeah. just because so, he's Irish. Is he, though? Dunno. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> there you go. Shamrock Rovers, we uh, wish you all the best. Another man who's um, arrived in a country with uh, massive expectation and elevated status is Darius Vassell. <laughs> Apparently. Is he actually signed for that team? I don't know. Is, is it... And Karaguku? Karaguku, yeah. I think yeah. We'll go for that, we'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. Darius Vassell, there's talk of him going to Turkey. Yeah. We're not sure if he's actually been done yet or not, no, so we can't it's say. Happened, yeah, but he's definitely gone there, hasn't he, to, to, for a yeah, trial. Yeah, there was a, a massive... Uh, huge, there was huge a banner saying, uh, we are more than a club, you are more than a player. He's <laughs> definitely uh, just a player, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go as far as to I say. you've seen a video of that game he had good for England once. Yeah. When, he came against off, Turkey, when he scored against Turkey, yeah. He is ridiculously quick, Vassell. Yeah, but he can't do anything else. When all is said and done, he's got pace. He's got pace, and you can't buy that. Well, you can buy that. They have. We haven't, <laughs> well, they all they're we haven't seen it. him for a while, though. Maybe he's lost that. He's getting on now. He is. It's an odd one. Can I? Can Weird. I be uh, controversial slightly? Aside, I don't think he's a very good player. Just, you can be do controversial slightly. Go ahead. What is it you're going to say? He's not a very good player. All oh, right. Yeah, he's not. He's <laughs> yeah. He's he's played at a good level though, international. I think he, he was one of those players that had a lot of promise, and he sort of got drafted mm. into, into the England squad for a bit. And, he, and, he, and to be fair, he wasn't terrible, but now he's almost... I hate to say he's been found out, but he's not really progressed. Well, he's, he's been a bit part player for such a long time. Yeah, for, for, for a couple of different clubs as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, Turkish league's obviously not a, a, as good a standard. Uh, it's not. But, the, but this t- side he's going to aren't obviously one of the big Turkish clubs either. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think... I'm not surprised if they're really happy to see um, a former premiership... Well... I suppose you could say current if they haven't signed him yet. Yeah. Premiership player come along and it will give them exposure well, as well. Well, the Premier League's got so much exposure. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's almost like a, um, a badge of honour in itself that you've played in the Premier League probably to a lot of other, without sounding sort of arrogant about it because we all know that it's overhyped and stuff. But if, if, you, if you're coming from a Premier League club, I mean, and you're going to a Turkish club, they probably think, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that an English player has gone out there. Well Don't mean to, to sound him. cynical, well to but him. I definitely will. Do you think it's maybe something to do with these new, t- new tax laws? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt Derbyshire went there, didn't he? I don't yeah. think that was that. A fair was play to Matt Derbyshire. Yeah. Well, he's, think, on, he's on a full-time... Well, Matt Derbyshire, full-time. I think that's a different um, kettle of fish there because Matt Derbyshire, he's only 23, and he has moved to Olympiakos, who are one mm. of the big sides in Greece. yeah? Yeah, yeah. permanent. And because he, he went out on a six-month loan deal um, back in January, mm. and uh, he scored 11 goals um, since he's been there. And uh, and won the Greek Cup yeah. with them and scored two in the final. Didn't he? This is one of the. Cracky. This is meant to be one of the best games games in kind of Greek Cup history. Yeah, um, yeah he played a, a massive role there. They were two 0 down and he, and Derbyshire was brought on at half time, and uh, three minutes after coming on he scored uh, and then um, they got it back to two. Well, this is with AK Athens, who are massive rivals, obviously the two yeah. big the, the big sides in Greece, um, and then Ath- AK Athens scored. Um, what seemed to be the winning goal in stoppage time. However, um, Derbyshire popped up with the last touch of the game, pretty much, to, to, <laughs> in the sixth minute of injury time to make it three-all. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and then it went to uh, penalties, and uh, Olympiacos won fifteen fourteen on penalties. <laughs> That's cracking. And Derbyshire was man of the match. Brilliant. I love it. He's, he's, he's not only is he he's enjoying his football, he's playing first team football, he's scoring goals. Yeah. He always looks a good player. Loved by yeah. the fans already. He's he winning was, things uh, as well. It's brilliant. Yeah. He's like the darling of Greek football. Good on him. I'd love to see him get an England call up <laughs> at some point oh, down the line, just as a sort of message to other players. Like you yeah. know, if you do well elsewhere, you get be a done, shot. Well, he looks a good player in the Premier League. He did look a decent player. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's, he's he's there. That we have an Englishman playing abroad. I think, he's not exactly what you're. I was say. about to say he's not in the most Hall of Fame, but you carry on, Matty. You never know. You know what I mean? You've began the walk. <laughs> if we're still doing this show in 15 you, yeah. years, you very well won't be in it. You can <laughs> achieve anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, sticking with uh, English players abroad. Uh, Glenn Hoddle's academy has been uh, in the news recently. Mm. Um, and it's uh, we talked about this academy. He's got it. Um, it's based in Spain, um, and the main objective of this ca- academy is to get former Premier League and Football League uh, championship uh, scholars back into professional football after they've been released uh, by their clubs. And I, th- I think, if I if I remember correctly, it's about a six-week p- kind of program. That's the the main aim of it. You know, they come in and they, they and they try and uh, just really work on the ball skills and do all the back to basics. You know, and Hoddle said yeah. th- the improvement is is incredible you know and, and, and this lad um, Akichianya um, from Oxfordshire he's just got to move to Sevilla that's, <laughs> that's phenomenal isn't yeah. it he's, he's twenty, and, and he's 21 which is reasonably uh, getting on for late in the day for really, yeah, a footballer he was and he was a winger and how, uh, how does that happen well, this is the, the this is how well, he's converted him into a striker Hoddle hasn't yeah. he well again I mean Hoddle is tactically good you know yeah. he's tactically sound sorry and uh, he said as you say look he, he was a pacey winger but they saw something they switched him to up uh, centre forward and uh, he's He's been a but here's a guy who's played, you know, for Wickham. He's playing at a decent level uh, of professional football. He's 21. Hoddle suddenly changed position, and yeah. now he's playing for a top La Liga club. Or he's been signed. Many, he's been signed by a top La Liga yeah, club. How many players have fallen through the cracks? Do you know what I mean? That's it's incredible. Yeah. He um, ended the season in Northampton. From Northampton to where he is now. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. We, had, we, we had an email from Taylor. He's actually talked about this, and what he said is he said. What we, he'd be interested to know, to know is if, if that's the future of academies, so privately owned academies by ex pros, well, yeah. yeah. are, 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 the, are become the, the sort of main produ- producers of, of young players because they see see th- other things in players that maybe other people don't see. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, that could be a situation. I mean, this could be the first of many. The floodgates yeah. could open. Yeah, I mean, it would be, be fantastic. You could have a lot of play of sort of ex players that are great coaches in their own right without actually being attached to a club. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's it's right. a great breeding ground for actual sort of new new coaches that, as well. It could be, it'd be brilliant for everybody. I think also as, as it is based. In, in Spain, this academy. You know, if you're a youngster, you've just been you've been effectively kicked out of the game. Um, you've got an ex-player, a big ex-player like Hoddle, saying, "Well, come to Southern Spain. You know, a bit of football and sunshine, pal." They'd love that, yeah. and, and immediately they're abroad. And those, the thought of assigning for a foreign club isn't so foreign. Yeah, you're sort of breaking you know. yourself in a little bit. Easier, exactly. Right? I, yeah. I think I think it's a fantastic thing. Do you think I he think... looks at them and he thinks, you know, I see something in that kid that not a lot of other people do that he was definitely good in another life. <laughs> I'm going to give him a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go down to South America because we like to. Woo! Um, the uh, Argentine Clausura uh, um, Championship has had a storming end um, to the to the season. Uh, Vélez versus Huracan was the final game there, and it was between these sides for the championship. Vélez needed to win. Hurricane, uh, Huracan needed a draw. Vélez won it one nil. Um, it's the first time. It would have been the first time Huracan won it for ages as well. They they just seem to always slip up at the final hurdle. Yeah, yeah. it's such a shame, really. Um, 
but it was it was a real it was a huge game and uh, in the 19th minute the, the play was uh, the, the referee had to stop play because um, giant hailstones were, were pelting down on the pitch and, and sent the players running for cover so even the I weather I thought you were going to say giant haystacks yeah. <laughs> the way you giant said that giant haystacks waded onto the pitch the way you said they had giant hailstones I thought you sort of meant people who brought hailstones with them <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> it blatantly came from the clouds alright yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay. well, I'm, uh, even blatantly the, came blatantly. from the clouds yeah <laughs> 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 Even the weather was playing its part. Yeah. Um, and well, the weather's looked down and thought, I'm having some of that. Yeah. It's dramatic. <laughs> I want to be involved. How can I make this more mental? Oh, yeah. I'm weather. That's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so they were. Uh, they, they had to uh, stop play for about um, 20 minutes or something it's like, there. It was like 20 minutes of added time in the first half injury time. <laughs> yeah, so, it, was, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then the sun kit. And then in the second half, uh, there was a mass brawl between the players and, and anyone else who fancied it for about that was about 10 minutes some, some <laughs> apparently uh, some granny came out who ran on the pitch on a Vélez top and started leading the fans in my head song. this happens every game in South America yeah. I know yeah. it probably doesn't in my head this fights every game I know, yeah. I know all this because I was supplied um, information from uh, our mate Rupert from southamericanfootball.co.uk who we often mention on the show but it is a really good website and it gives you a lot of all this um, kind of Madness. marvellous stuff um, and, and this is uh, this probably does happen every week down there. The, the, the fans were trying to scale the 20-foot fence um, that they still persist with um, down there, those kind of fencing. What are they trying to do? Get on the pitch and score themselves? <laughs> <laughs> How's it's it going to help? It's a classic example of those things you've not really thought it through. Yeah. You just think it would be a really good idea. When you get there, you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, well, I, I'm on a fence now. Oh, I'm over. It's, a, it's, uh, a, ah! it's like moths near lights. <laughs> <laughs> I like football. I want to get closer to football. Yeah. As close as I can get to football. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cracking. Yeah, but it's like, and, and again, South America shopping for this. If there's a big, if, if there's a massive big traffic jam, the guy seventeen cars back will go. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can I make this a little bit more sort of uh, annoying and, and tense? Yeah. <laughs> really loud noise, like a really sort of invasive. But how noise. can I make this less organised? Well, yeah. well, if I can just finish off by saying that um, as they were trying to scale the twenty foot fence, the local fire brigade had a good idea themselves. So Why they- were they there? <laughs> Everyone's having good ideas, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, Granny singing. It's like a constant brainstorming <laughs> session yeah. down there. But they started to hose them down. <laughs> trying to shoot them off. Trying to shoot them off. Um, we're not talking about a garden hoser, are we? We're talking about a really oh, heavy... Oh, you're talking yeah. about the proper ones. The proper ones. The long and short, the of, it, the long and short of it is, people, I don't know why we started talking about this, but we did, and that is Argentinian <laughs> football. Yeah. Love it, yeah, absolutely, love it. and and it is worth noting that the Copa Libertadores final <laughs> is underway. Not currently, as in the first leg has been uh, played. Estudiantes, uh, Cruzeiro nil nil, and Juan Sebastian Verón plays for Estudiantes. I like that it's two legged. Do you? Yes, it's so different. Old school. But old school. UEFA Cup used to be. Last show we mentioned that we were going up to Birmingham for a six-a-side tournament, um, which was a uh, Football 365 one yeah. uh, for all the guys on the forums and so on. There was a team from Southampton, Cardiff, Sheffield, uh, quite a few There was a drunk teams. team, wasn't there? There was a drunk team from London, that wasn't us. <laughs> no, uh, no. There was quite a few uh, teams from Birmingham. There were 12, 12 teams in total. Stanley so, was difficult. We, we tried our best. So we had 11 games. We had 11 games. We had eight, eight of us with us, uh, eight players. I um, banged my finger on a football, didn't he I? He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. On a football. 
a moving one. Blood, sweat, um, and tears, wasn't it, Jimbo? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, it's finger. worth to say that I think we were definitely the best kitted outside, thanks to fitnessbox.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. That was and my nickname on the field as well, Fitnessbox. Fit was it? Yeah, <laughs> the Fitnessbox. Shitbox? <laughs> no, to be honest, <laughs> how good were those... I'm not just saying this, because But the kits, man, you usually... We the best. No, but usually, though, <laughs> usually the football kits can be a little bit warm. They'll be a little hot. Especially amateur ones. They're, they're long, they're misshapen. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy they were magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So and thank you very much once again to, to Fitness Box. Who, 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 is it fair to say we were also magnificent on the pitch, Marcus? Well, let, let's... We played 11 matches, ladies and gentlemen. We lost one. That was disappointing. Um, mm. We drew two. Slightly disappointed. We won eight. Um, which, all in all, was enough to see us uh, win the whole bloody thing. <laughs> Get in! <laughs> Amble Force! Oh! <laughs> Taking <laughs> the trophy back down the... Bloody M40. Leaving yeah. it in Matt Riley's car. Yeah, we, yeah, we left the trophy. We'll get it back, though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks to and the other boys who played with us. Alex, yeah. magnificent tackler of the ball. Yeah, he was. Paul, great shooter of the ball. Yeah. Mm. Matt Riley, great, great, great runner-offer of the Matt ball. Matt Riley's all action. He's all action. He's, he's all, all action. action. And Rupert, who we mentioned from the South American yeah. football. He's got an absolute cracker. He's got an absolute yeah, cracker. At the risk of this only being relevant to a very select amount of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we won. It was great. We had a good day out. Thanks to everyone who organised Lovely. it. <laughs> email time. Ooh. Mm. In, so it is. Yeah. Right, boys, uh, what emails do we have? Hit me with them and the listeners. And yourselves. Shall I go first, then? Go on, then. Hello, Ramblers. Hello. Avid listener of the show here since the days of Chrissy Apples. Yeah? Back in, the day, wow, before back in the day. The good old days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said he's usually forced to listen in six-month segments when he's on holidays. He doesn't commute into work. Mm. Anyway, he's wondering... I don't know why he's told us that, but Is he fine. on a sabbatical every uh, now and then? Possibly. OK. Anyway, he was wondering what sort of football-type games you used to play as kids. I used to write down 16 team names on a bit of card and did my own FA Cup-style draw, then play out each of the matches by rolling a dice for each team, acting it out in the garden with my mate, or playing it via Sabutio against my sister until she trid on my goalkeeper. Pete, have you sent this in? <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, but yeah, for your information, Belgium won the 1991 Dice World Cup with, uh, with Enzo Schifo scoring 29 goals in the tournament as he was the only Belgian I knew. <laughs> hey, you're a good player as well. But he says you won't have heard of this tournament because it's pre-Richard Keys and therefore didn't actually happen. <laughs> and in, in the history of the entire tournament, there's never been a goalless draw. Thanks for now. Keep up the good work, Matt and Walsall. Thanks, well, Matt. That, that is a superb email. So, I just played. Uh, I just played FIFA '95 quite a lot. Oh yeah, you, you middle-class people with your computer games yeah. consoles. I had. Uh, I played Kirby World Cup. Ah, oh, oh, Kirby was textbook. Yeah. Sensible just, soccer as well. Yeah. Remember sensible, sensible soccer? soccer. Kick off. Sensible at all, was it? Kick, Kick off. off. Yeah, yeah, Swaz, Swaz was the sensible soccer. Was called sensible soccer, but you could be a team named after flavors of crisp. <laughs> What sense about that? I think you find that oh, was the yeah. custom teams. I, I think that you'll yeah. find sense world soccer was a deep and meaningful uh, soccer management simulator. Experience. Um, yeah. Mm. You'd have 25 seasons. It was great. But the boy, I think, every league. I think brilliant. this man's more talking not of the computer. No, yes. the games we played, knockout Wembley. That yes, standard. Course, knockout Wem. Knockout Wem. Doubles, trebles, well, I, and singles. I grew up in Scotland, yeah. so they, they called it Hamden Doubles. Did they? Yeah. People, well, no. people down here sometimes call it Cuppy. Are they playing Cuppy? <laughs> well, it was actually Hamden Double sponsored by Iron Brew, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, obviously, yeah, Knockout Wem, um, what other stuff do we use? Seven, you ever say seven buys? Warley. Warley. Yeah. Warley. Or Bari. Bari. Yeah, yeah. What was that one? Seven buys? What's that? By, uh, well, hang on a minute. Cross, you're just basically crossing. 
Headers and volleys, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. Football yeah. over the park in general is just the best thing, yeah. though. When oh, games would be like 44 all. Did you boys yeah. used to get it when there's loads of people, it suddenly yeah. became Ultimate Park? Yeah. That's what we used to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then it got crap. You know, you couldn't you couldn't knock it around, could you? But anyway, next email. Who's got it? I reckon Pete does. Ramblers, following your last podcast when you asked, where is Francis Jeffers now? I can reveal that the formidably crap striker now plies his trade <laughs> with my club, the mighty Sheffield Wednesday. That said, he is only the third choice striker. Bloody hell. <laughs> Do they play one up front? His uh, career strangely mirrors that of uh, Sheffield Wednesday, once considered fairly decent, only to fall into the depths of shiteness for far too long. Thank you very much, Phil yeah. Kirby. Ah, yeah. there you That's go. where he is. Mm. There are occasional gaps in our knowledge. Not yeah. many, but sometimes. Franny <laughs> Jeffers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arsenal Hall of Famer Franny Jeffers that's what it should be <laughs> uh, Jimbo do you have one I do um, far away damn you ahoy ahoy ramblers weirdly uh, same intro uh, congrats on the big win in Birmingham thank you very yeah, much uh-huh. uh, out of interest what number do you all wear your mate Tim Lovejoy apparently wears 14 he claims because of Johan Cruyff who he saw on Tinternet keep up the good work Ramble Force Oh, J- Tim Lovejoy wears number fourteen because he's a substitute in the game of life. <laughs> <laughs> An unused substitute. Yeah, mm. there's nothing to do with you and Cruyff. He, can, oh. he shouldn't be mentioning himself and Cruyff in the same sentence. You know, you know, Ian McShane, <laughs> the most egotistical you know, fucking wankers. Ian McShane <laughs> is the person <laughs> who does the voiceover on that says, "This is Sky. You're watching. Oh, sorry, is it? You're watching Sky Sports, oh, yeah, which makes, makes me feel. You know, when you think back to Tim Lovejoy saying that he wishes he had an influence on the game, right? That the fictional antiques dealer Lovejoy. <laughs> Yeah. It's got more to do with the game than Tim Lovejoy. And that's how it should be, Jim. And that how it, that's how it is, Luke. Yeah. So, um, what number do we all wear? Well, I wear number one. Yeah. Well, I wore number four in the tournament we just had. Number four, Lukey Moore. Yeah. I, uh, Bobby won Moore. No- I wore number nine. Yes. <laughs> PD9. <laughs> That'll be the funny stories. Um, I'll do one. Sunderland. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you would do one. (laughs) See that joke? Oh, that's a bit hard. Humor for you. Let him him do uh, one. This is one about uh, Jean-Louis Trio, the Bordeaux president. Yep. Metaphorically murking Sunderland in the face. Um, (laughs) Jean-Louis Trio. He's going to enjoy that. The Bordeaux president has denied that French champions have received a £13 million offer from Sunderland for Marouane Chamac. The Moroccan forward has one year left on his contract and is wanted by Arsenal should Emmanuel Adebayor leave. This is what Trio's got to say about the whole thing. We never received an offer. What the fuck would he do at Sunderland? <laughs> You've heard him say he'll only sign for a big English club. I don't want to insult Sunderland. Well, you do and you have. <laughs> but I don't even know where they finished last season. <laughs> You've done it again. Yeah, that's a damning indictment. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. He sounds awesome. <laughs> he sounds great. Yeah, bring him over. Um, Christ. Yeah. I've got a story as well. Um... From Colombia, would you believe it, right? This is tragic, but maybe a little over the top, right? (laughs) A Colombian soccer player shot and killed a fan, as if, like, separately, uh, for calling him lousy on Sunday. Definitely over the top. That's like a harsh insult. Mm. Days after the player's team lost a local championship, police said. Uh, Javier Flores, a midfielder for the Atletico Junior team of the Caribbean city of Barranquilla, ran from the scene of the shooting but soon turned himself into authorities. Witnesses told police... Witnesses told police Flores shot Israel Castillo with a handgun after the 27-year-old electrician called him a meleta, which in Colombian parlance describes a lousy player. Just uh, uh, that's, that's, calm down, that's South much. America. Yeah, but, uh, but this yeah. is, I mean, uh, the obvious thing to say is... Um, Reducer. <laughs> <laughs> but not the obvious thing I was thinking of. Um, 
Oh, dear. I love the way you're telling the whole continent to calm down. Mm. Calm down, South America. <laughs> Europe cares. You're too hot <laughs> below the equator. <laughs> Some of you's too high. <laughs> Get down from there, Bolivia. Yeah, peace on the streets, y'all. Um, who, was the, who was the player who got shot after the own goal? Andrew Escobar. 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 I met a lad from Burnley. Who really a... shot him? No, yeah. <laughs> He's I claiming met... it. <laughs> on his Facebook page. I met a lad from Burnley in a hostel room in Lima in Peru. Who and we reckoned... had a lovely time. And we had a lovely time. <laughs> and he reckoned... Sounds like a song. And he reckoned that he snorted cocaine off Andrew Escobar's grave. <laughs> That is our SPC. That's some claim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did it just happen to be there? <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere. It's growing on it like moss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, that's what people are leaving is their flowers. <laughs> Love Charlie and stuff. <laughs> Go on then, Peter. Okay, um, we move to Romania. Georgi uh, Popescu, the famous Romania captain and Spurs defender, he's admitted to being an informer for the country's secret police during the communist era. <laughs> well, I'm prompted. Bought out the blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For like sort of mid nineties, like Ceausescu, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, Lou. Uh, well, uh, Popescu's admission comes only three days after he denied the allegation, calling a newspaper report that he had been an informant a big old lie. Uh, in an interview with a newspaper, however, Popescu did say that he did write four informative notes about teammates and other colleagues when about, he was playing at uh, like passing around the classroom. About the teammates. <laughs> I don't think he admitted anything when he was at when Spurs was, or anything like that. Justin Edinburgh, he don't care. About the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with that? You don't have to worry about him. Dean Austin's eating a sandwich. <laughs> well, it says like for informative notes. Is it stuff like uh, Justin Edinburgh? He, he, he doesn't. He's not very good on the ball. <laughs> he's, he's suspect across it. Ian Walker <laughs> takes three bottles yeah. into the shower. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably Stephen Freud once had a plane flight change in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, when the allegations surfaced on Monday, the 41-year-old Popescu said he had signed an agreement in 1985 promising to, and I quote, defend the national interest. How old was he in 1985, then? Uh, well, He's like, early 20s. Now, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Old young. enough to know better, yeah. Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. use Marcus. Um, in the <laughs> I don't think he had much choice in it, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, do you mind doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, you know? You're going abroad, aren't you? Right, yeah. we'll Come use on. you. He did, uh, he did defend his actions. He said, even if I did write notes, I wrote good things. <laughs> I praise those people. Yeah. Oh, he's a lovely little capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, uh, he, was, he was writing notes about the Romanian players, wasn't he? Obviously not his Spurs I don't teammates. know what's going on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That is Popes- Popescu to know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can get him on the show. <laughs> what a hard, hard talk hard yeah. with Luke Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to know the facts, yeah. Georgie. <laughs> Let's waterboard Georgie Popescu. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you did. Coming up on next week's show. <laughs> we gag Popescu. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gary Lineker. This is the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Can there be such a thing? Yes, <laughs> they, yes they can, Gary. Yes, they can, yeah, gal. Yeah. And, and there uh, is. And we've got somebody new to go in it. <laughs> May I present to you Eusebio. Oh, oh yes, indeed. Looking forward himself. to this The Black one. Panther or the Black Pearl. Either nickname is fine. Of course, he was a former Portuguese uh, footballer of Mozambican origin. Being and a footballer is generally a sort of yeah. prerequisite for sort of players Barredos. entering in. Yeah, that's yeah. true. By the way, like, with Gary Lineker, has anyone made a more blatant attempt to try and shoehorn his own way into our D1 That's Hall of Fame? I know, yeah. That's the only way he's going to get in. 
Mm, well, well, actually, I can't say that. Maybe not. I, Ian, Ian Selly holds the keys, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if we get these on the, the, the I, the I reckon he'll probably talk Selly round. Yeah. I think he's probably got the stronger force of will. And, the, and the tan. Key, and the tan. <laughs> the instructions come down on, on the, from the mount. Ian Selly. <laughs> and you send the telegram down in the back pocket of Jose Dominguez. <laughs> I carry a pigeon, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That'll um, be European trophy winner Ian Selly. Yeah. Can we go? Let's go back to Eusebio. Uh, Can we? De Silva Ferreira. Um, what a player. Mm. What a player he was. Uh, known for his speed and power and ridiculous right foot shot. Yeah. Have you seen. It's a sledgehammer. It's yeah. no, it is outrageous. I mean, and it's not, a new, it's not a new ball either. It's no, it's not a new ball. It's one of the old And it hits the goalkeeper. I've seen a couple of them. And it hits the goalkeeper. He's like, oh, that looks like it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's some of the old footage. I've seen oh. where he takes a penalty. And uh, the, the camera's obviously quite old because it's quite old footage. And the ball's just in the back of the net before you realise it. You don't even see it get there. So what I'm saying is he can officially kick the ball faster than the speed of light. <laughs> in yeah. your face, Einstein. Yeah. yeah. Always an advantage. Yeah. And right, right in, his, in, in the face it goes <laughs> of Einstein. Um, <laughs> please cut that out, Pete. No. <laughs> no. Um, he began... He grew up in... As I say, he was uh, he's from Mozambique originally, uh, but moved to Portugal when he was a young lad. And... Uh, Moved to, to Lisbon, in fact, in his late teens. And uh, he began his playing career with uh, his local club, uh, sporting club, Lorenco Marquez. Um, but by the age of 18, his talent had been spotted. And uh, this, there was a fierce bidding war between um, the two Lisbon rivals, Benfica and Sporting. And it was so fierce, in fact, that he actually had to it, it's here, flee Lisbon uh, for a tiny little Algarve village. And when the dust had settled, he finally um, signed for... Benfica. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. It's some kind of list. Slapping each other with duelling gloves. Go on. Some literal tug of war, perhaps. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Do you think one of the clubs took like an actual Black Panther in to try and disorder? Here it is. Now you can have him. We don't want him anymore. You can sign it. Yeah, he's mauling all our other players. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was signed for £7,500. Um, so that wouldn't, been, that wouldn't have been a sort of insignificant amount of money. That, that, no, that, that was a fair. That was a fair old whack. Um, in his second outing um, as a Benfica player, it was a, in a friendly tournament in Paris. He scored a hat trick against Santos, Brazilian side, who um, had a little lad called Pele playing for him. Wow! Oh, hey. So what about that? Um, He's proved him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I meant by that. Yeah, because yeah, Nicky Butt isn't the greatest yeah. player of all time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there we go. Um, yeah, it just had unbelievable success um, with Benfica. They uh, most notably won the European Cup in 1962 when they beat De Stefano's Real Madrid um, in the final 5-3. And, some game, that is. Yeah, and uh, they're also European Cup runners-up, 63, 65 and 68. Um he scored twice in that final as well when they won 5-3, so it's absolutely phenomenal. And he won... Uh, he was the first winner of the European Golden Boot Award, oh, incidentally. Mm. Uh, in 1965, he was European Player of the Year. He won the Portuguese First Division seven times. Uh, <laughs> he helped... It sounds like he did this on his own. Yeah, well, pretty much. Did. Five cup wins... Um, it, it just absolutely phenomenal stuff. He just ridiculously successful there. Um, really, re that that sort of record. That is one of the things that you know sets the bar of what success is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if someone can achieve that, if that is an, a, a possible thing you can do, mm. that's what that's what you can aspire to. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I think with Benfica, I think in his second last season with Benfica, he scored forty goals in twenty two matches. <laughs> I mean, that's with a cup competition and a Euro European cup Absolutely. competition as well. Well, oh. in all um, 
in all the league matches in Portugal, um, he scored 320 goals in 313 league matches. Unbelievable. It's just... Uh, More than one in one. <laughs> <laughs> Which Before is you, f- start, you basically... If, if you say Vio is in the team and you're playing against him, you'll basically give him a goal head start. Mm. Ben, Whatever ben, happens. That is crazy. Oh, Benfica are 1.3 <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. And... Um, in in the late seventies, uh, he went to play for two minor Portuguese teams, um, and then later went uh, to the North American Soccer League. Um, Nazel, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, and uh, he played in Boston, uh, Toronto, and Las Vegas. Not massively successful there. It was kind of winding down. It I was... don't think that's why he was there. No, <laughs> <laughs> was well, it to pra- neck out. practice his English? Yeah, perhaps. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he had to retire due to his, uh, his all the injuries, and I think particularly with his knees. But uh, but his international career was quite something. He's he was the all-time leading scorer for Portugal. Um, he scored forty-one goals in sixty-four matches um, until Pauleta surpassed that. Oh yeah, I, forgot I, I think that's a shame. I think they should have dropped Pauleta because to have that player with the record is <laughs> not not quite the same. Well, Pauleta was Paoletta, a, uh, isn't he? one of Paris Saint-Germain's finest. Pauleta, good player. Yeah. I'm not saying he's in the same league, but I mean it is what it is. And know? he's not in the same Hall of Fame either. No, he's, no, he's not. Um, and just for being, just for taking Eusebio's record away from him, he's not ever going to be either. No. no, I've ruled on that. And then you are the ruling on many things in life. Not this way, um, but uh, yeah, he was, the, and he was the leading scorer at the nineteen sixty six World Cup finals, where he scored nine goals. I think that's what I remember. I mean, obviously, it's difficult. Well, that's the footage I've seen mainly. Yeah, of, you of you saving, you're not realistically gonna, if you're sort of our age, because how football was then, you're mm. not really gonna see him in, sort of on video week in week out playing for his club side. I very much remember him through sort of older relatives talking about him as an international footballer. Absolutely, in nineteen sixty six, he was you know probably mm. you know, player of the tournament there. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and, and also at the '68 um, final when Manchester United won, you know, right, he played yeah. against he played the best game, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because he, he was um, because Portugal got to the semis in '66, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. And they and they got knocked out by England. Yeah, he scored yeah. the, the Portugal goal. Um, he also scored four um, against the against Korea um, as they were. There. That's the one with the penalty. Where he bullets mm. the ball in. It was one of them was a penalty, wasn't it? That's what it I was is, talking it about. Is abso- if anybody, if anybody can see that footage of Portugal versus Korea in, in the '66 World Cup, you are right. Look, he's just a thunderous shot. You it's think ridiculous. It's the same way. He, he bends down to pull his soccer. Yeah, that's right. Up, takes about two steps. Top corner. And actually, the, the football almost, in the words of Jamie Redknapp, literally explodes off his foot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a funny. He's got um, set a record um, that if he scored the most penalties scored in, uh, not including penalty shootouts, he scored four penalties in that tournament. Mm. Um, but in that that game against. Career, they were 3 0 down Portugal, and the footage you say, but just sort of goes, what, No, I, I, think, I think we're going to go through here. <laughs> and he just they win 5 3, and say so he scores four. <laughs> it's it just sensational, you, you know. Um, you know um, it is Roy of the Rovers stuff when you say that he scored four penalties in that tournament. It just makes me think that, like, because the, the sort of um. Yeah, the and they were, they were from from Portugal's box as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the gap between the teams who were decent back then, teams that weren't, he just yeah. must have got fouled so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> hence well, against, the four penalties. Well, again, it. yeah, absolutely. Um, a foul was a foul back then. Oh, wasn't it, it was. was, you, had, was that you had to go some to get Jimbo, a penalty. The penalty against Korea, he gets butchered about three times. Yeah, in a it's row. shocking. Yeah. It's you, you absolutely. Know, have you seen it, Pete? It I've is seen, it's I, shocking. And, and I think I think in that competition, I think I've seen three or four goals from him, and they're all from the right coming in. Yes, mm. just to make the most of the angle and the power yeah. Just yeah. to take the keeper's face off. It's wonderful. <laughs> like, you never, you never see him score like with his left or, or, or running towards the goal like he head on. He melts the keeper. <laughs> but the penalty is like you know that. Um, 
um, massing foul on Kanijia in the World Cup 90. Yeah. It's worse gets than that. Like three times around. It's like that times 100. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's outrageous. It's like a TKO. Yeah, it really I mean? is. Wow. One of them's waist high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. But um, the, the English were so impressed by um, Eusebio's they performances that they signed him. <laughs> no, they, they, Portuguese they did it, why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Former colony. Political. Um, that He was immediately added um, to Madame Tussauds. That is so brilliantly quaint. That's what Isn't he wanted. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Oh, well, finally not, relax. It's not quite the Dean Wendell Hall of Fame, but yeah. uh, but it's certainly up there. Um, but he never played at another World Cup Finals tournament, unfortunately. Mm. Well, um, he, um, he, he certainly set the world on fire in that tournament. Well, absolutely, well he did. And he is regarded as the greatest ever Portuguese player. And there's a bronze statue of um, of the Black Panther uh, in a proud place outside uh, Benfica's uh, Estadio de Luz, or Stadium of Light, of course. Yeah. Can't stop making statues of them, can they? No, no. no, no, no why bloody statue. not? <laughs> exactly. So, and, and it reminds it, me, I brought one in. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd love to see the Dean Windass Hall of Fame sort of Madame Tussauds. Our efforts at sort of making waxwork model. We should do it. <laughs> we should do it. I mean, Matt Letizia would probably be quite accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Davies made a blue tack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. But he, Eusebio is regarded as the greatest uh, ever Portuguese footballer. Incidentally, he got named Portugal's greatest ever player of the last 50 years. Of course he did. Who, surely the, of, of all time... What happened yeah. before? <laughs> 51 years ago, was there a better player? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> and, and to be fair to Portugal, they've had some all right players down the years, so, I mean, yeah. especially recently. Yeah, so with Luis Figo is obviously an obvious example. Uh, Who's in the Hall of Fame as well? He is, yeah. He's got someone to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some fellow that's just gone to Real Madrid. There. Actually, Eusebio was there, wasn't he, at that debacle? Was he? He was, yeah. Dear Eusebio is very um, active in football still. He's, oh, yeah. massively, massively. He's quite big on the old uh, in the international sort of setup as well. I, I think so. I think I think he is, yeah. But um, but like I said at, at the beginning of the profile, that it really can't be um, understated that he was. Yes, of course he played under the banner, banner of Portugal, but he really was the first African superstar in yeah. the game. He really was, and uh, and and he's coming into the Dean Menas Hall of Fame. Welcome. Come on, you Xavier. Come on Ooh. in. In you come, son. Obrigado. 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 <laughs> that is the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the, way, uh, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. We have a myspace.com forward slash footballramble. We have a group on Facebook. And uh, Luke is operating the Twitter machine. And uh, our website will be all singing and all dancing very, very soon, and which is, of course, thefootballramble.com. It's not going to dance, but it's going to be no. good. Well, it'll dance for me. <laughs> um, that leaves me to say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, Pete. See you later. Goodbye, Lukey. Yeah, later, yeah. We're all off to uh, write some notes about Pete for the Romanian government. I sleep in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see us being in a job by Christmas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>